0: Welcome to the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Parker. I'm a coach who specializes in conscious, clear-headed decision-making, which, despite how hard we work and how smart we are, is not always easy. Each week, I'll bring you science-backed tools and strategies to use in your daily life and career to make more confident, authentic decisions. Oh, and we're going to make it easy while we're at it. If you're into a life with less overthinking, people-pleasing, and perfectioning, and more making what you want matter, you're in the right place. So happy you're here. Let's get into it. Love, party people. Oh my gosh, we are in part two of the real problems you need to solve. If you always feel behind, if you're not watching right now, just know I'm doing a shoulder shimmy like this entire episode. I am so freaking stoked to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty today. Now, I will preface this episode to say I have had three cups of coffee today and we have a lot to get through. You might be driving, you might be enjoying a pleasant walk, you might be multitasking and not like vigorously taking notes during this podcast episode that you're trying to enjoy in your life that you're just trying not to be stressed out in. So I am going to try to keep it as light and pleasant as possible and keep reminding you to just take what you need today. This podcast isn't going anywhere. And I'm going to give you a lot of options today to consider because the calendar system and personal time management is one of those things that there is just not a one-size-fits-all answer for. There just isn't. Part of the problem, I think, that we're all dealing with is that there are so many well-intentioned podcasts pointing to herself. And there are so many books and blogs on like, this is the trick. We figured it out. Just do it this way. But the problem with that is that it's for the masses. So it is, by definition, unable to be specific enough to apply completely to your life. So we're just going to take everything that I say with a giant grain of salt today. Because you might need to take it and tweak it. And you might need to take one out of five things we talk about today in order to make your life better. That's what we're going for here. We're not going for perfection. We're not going for time management, person of the year. We're just going for, do you get more stuff you want done? And do you feel better? So real time in the world of Kirsten Parker Coaching, we just completed the calendar clinic, which if you did not catch it live, go to kirstenparker.com forward slash calendar clinic. And you can download the replay on demand. It's edited down. It's chunked up into chapters. So it's super digestible. But it's an in-depth look at more solutions for the calendar chaos. And there's a bunch of coaching at the end. There's a bunch of Q&A. A's is going to be super useful if you want more in-depth ideas and more real-world examples of how to apply these ideas to your very specific and unique life. So today, let's get into it because I already said we have a lot to get to, but I have a giant smile on my face because the idea of having more control over your time and less chaos in your days is one of the most freeing things you can gift yourself. And I think it's so easy for us to just muddle through and just kind of like white knuckle our way through day to day life because. We have stuff to do, and that's how everybody else is acting, and we do have a day off coming up, so we'll just rest then. But pretty soon, that becomes the norm, and you're looking at weeks, then months, then whoa, how is it July already? And your life has largely consisted of this kind of white-knuckle, barely, like, dog-pedaling-at-the-surface energy. So... I say that because I know that it takes work to listen to this stuff and think critically about this stuff and bother to try to apply it to your life. So on behalf of you, I want to thank you for bothering because it is work. It's an investment of your time and energy to go into systems that are like not perfect, but they're kind of working because you're getting through your days and actually make some changes. But by golly. Is it going to be worth it if it lets you wake up feeling like your day is doable and go to sleep feeling like, yeah, this was a worthwhile use of my time on this planet today? Yay. I need to hydrate. Okay. So in the last few episodes, we have been talking about how to stop feeling behind all the dang time. And today we're going to get into what you might need to do differently in order to experience different results. If you're just tuning in, make sure you listen to the previous episodes because we're coming at this from a lot of different angles, which is great because that means not one solution is completely responsible for the changes you want to experience. So we're going to go through a number of options for you to consider today. So let's get into it, shall we? Mm, Knock it off, Kirsten. Nobody wants to hear your accent. All right. The first thing I want to check is your schedule written down. And is it all in one place? And this is a sneaky two-part question, but I want you to consider both parts. First of all, you might be walking around your life with too much in your head. So let's just double check. Are you writing things down? Do you have a place to put the to-dos that occurred to you, the appointments that you schedule, and is it official? I really want you to think about are you always grasping for the nearest post-it and then are you always losing track of like what it was that thing I wanted to do or let me scroll through my text to see like who I said I would meet up with when. If that's the case, if there's a little bit of scrambliness, let's systematize where this information lives, okay? Let's just pick a thing. If you're not writing your down your schedule at all, holy moly. Congratulations for surviving this long. I don't know how you did it, but if you're always feeling behind, it might be time for a change. Oh, Conrad. You want to give everybody on YouTube a treat? Oh, look who's here. Oh, Conrad. You're welcome. Sorry, everybody listening couldn't get to see that, but. When Conrad comes, you have to pay him attention. It's like the rule of miniature wiener dogs. So make sure you're writing things down and you have an official place that you want to put your to-dos, to put your appointments, to put your schedule in general. If you've never had a system before, my suggestion is to start with what you think will be the easiest for you, not what anybody else says is the best way to do it or what works for them. Now, the second part of this question is a little bit trickier, and we get into it in detail in the calendar clinic, just FYI. But I want to make sure that all of your day's events live in one place. I do a lot of this work with people one-on-one. People have booked make-a-decision packages just to organize their calendars and their to-do systems. The link will be in the show notes for that, too, if you want to check that out. And I do this with my private clients all the time. We look at how is your daily life organized? How is it operating? And where's the friction? Where are the inefficiencies? And something I see a lot is people are having to go to 12 places to make it through their day. They have to go to their work calendar and their shared family calendar and their personal calendar. And then their reminders that are popping up on their phones and then their to-do list, which is entirely separate from everything else. So I want to also suggest that if that's the case, we try putting everything all in one place. Now, this can get a little laborious feeling. And for that, I apologize, because you might have to start doing this on a regular basis. If your work calendar lives on your work calendar, and then your family calendar lives on its own place, you might not be able to consolidate all of them permanently. So you might have to start going through a consolidation process on the weekly where you consult all of your many different calendars and lists and you put things into one place one day at a time or one week at a time. I know that might sound a little challenging, but I promise it's work worth doing to make your life easier, your mind lighter, your schedule clearer, And to put more stuff in your days that you want to. So while there is no correct way to do this, I want you to be considering, do I have one place to go to where it is clear what I am supposed to be doing and where I am supposed to be? Start having a weekly calendar session with yourself where you set yourself up for the week and you think through your days, consulting all the calendars. Speaking of consulting all the calendars and setting up your days, this is the next question I want you to consider. Are your goals making it onto your calendar? So in the calendar clinic, this workshop I led detailing out the many ways we can get a handle on our time, we went through a process called top-down scheduling. What this means is you're going to give yourself a chance to take a bird's-eye view of your calendar. So you're going to look at a big chunk of time, like three months. And then you're going to look at your longer term goals, like what you want to accomplish this year, in the next six months, in the next three months. It can vary. But you give yourself a chance to look at, all right, if I'm saying I want to finish this project or visit this place or see this person at some time in the next six months, let's take that into consideration while we have a bird's eye view of the next few months. You almost let it trickle down into your calendar. Most of our scheduling is done bottom-up, not top-down. We end up with things on our calendar because life and work and family. So we feel like we start our scheduling with some things already plugged in. We tend to approach it from a very micro level. So we end up looking at our days. It's already half full or the week's already busy. And then there are a couple of empty spots and we fill them up with Whatever's left over from last week or whatever's just come up. And there's never an opportunity for that larger view to impact your daily life. There's never a chance for the long term goals or the non time sensitive things that you want to give time to to make it into your days. Because when you're looking at your week from the ground level and you only have a few empty spots and you're already tired, you're not going to access that higher thinking part of your brain that's like, you know what? I really wanted to connect more with friends and family this quarter. When I was thinking about what I wanted for the year, it was really important to me that I spend more meaningful quality time in nature and with family. It's going to occur to you. You're going to be like, oh, I have two free hours on Thursday. Maybe I should catch up on laundry, which is fine. We're not judging that. We're just hacking the system. So how I do this and how I do this with clients is we have stuff called CEO days. You can call it whatever you want. Doesn't even have to be an entire day of your life. For me, really, it, it takes like less than 40 minutes, but it's a monthly reoccurring event where I take myself out of the weeds of the day to day scheduling and I check in with the high level view like a CEO would for their business. A CEO has to know what's going on in the day to day workings of the business, but they're also responsible for checking are we in alignment with our vision? Are we growing? in a way that we want to? Are we being proactive about things that we don't just have to do, the things that we want to do? And this is the chance you want to give yourself too. You want to be just not checking off the boxes of your life. Oh yeah, I did my job today. Oh, I raised my kids or I fed my animals or I showered. You want to give more space to the things that you really want to give time to that are not going to be obvious and effortless when you're existing in this kind of day-to-day scheduling from the bottom-up mode. Get what I'm saying? All right, question number three. What I want you to consider doing differently is, are you being decisive? But isn't decisive a way you think? And this isn't the episode on thinking things differently. This is the episode on doing things differently. Au contraire, mon frère. I consider decisions very powerful actions. And a lot of calendar friction actually comes from a lack of decisiveness. Decisions are scary. So you can avoid making decisions. So you can end up with fuzzy plans and vague ideas and half commitments. Because going all the way through to the point of decided on what am I doing, what am I not doing, can feel effortful, and it can feel vulnerable. Now, I do not think that you need to micromanage every single minute of your entire life, but you will create so much more room for productivity and momentum if you get brave and you make some freaking decisions right now. So if there's anything that you're not decided on, if you're going to actually write the book this year, or if you're going to see so-and-so on a trip, or if you are going to explore more career options, or if you're going to do the house edition, whatever feels a little undecided, you could be potentially waiting for this decision to feel easier and for time to magically appear on your calendar so you can luxuriously think through the decision or for inspiration to strike. Now, I'm not suggesting you force decisions that you don't have enough information to make, but I am asking you to check. Are you avoiding making some decisions just because they feel hard and you think they might feel easier later? Because later, I just want to point out, is usually when we're tired, we already have other plans and surprises have come up that have taken up all of the last bits of our extra energy. So the point here is big things don't happen on their own. If you want to write that book, if you want to get yourself across the country to see the friend before they move, if you want to figure out what your next career step is going to be, it's not going to happen on its own. You have to decide it's going to happen and then get yourself in the process of making all the little decisions that actually make it happen. And I think we might have talked about this in an earlier podcast, but if you aren't decided right now and you cannot be decided right now, it is absolutely acceptable to put decision making on your calendar. You can say, I don't know if I'm going to get to Ohio this year, but I want to know by February. So I'm going to put it on my calendar to have a thinking session or have a conversation with someone or just remember to get back to this so that I cannot let it sit in the back of my mind and Let it be one of those things I feel behind on because I never get back around to it because I'm avoiding the decision. Another little bucket of syrup people get themselves into here is not being decisive about the results they want. This is again where coaching conversations can come in so handy because if it were easy, it would be easy. Sometimes it's just not easy to define specific results you want. It's very easy to know, I just want the project to be further along, or I want to give any attention to this thing, or I just want to feel better about this. How do you do that? How do you put that on your calendar? How do you know that you're done? How do you know you did a good job? It's going to be really, really easy for you to feel behind if you don't have clear, specific goals that you have defined and decided on and you know that you're working towards. And I've had to do this with a number of clients, people who run businesses, who have multiple media projects going on. It's really easy to get stuck in, I want to work on this, this quarter. But how are you not going to feel behind all the time if your only metric for measuring am I far enough along is, well, we're supposed to work on this. So get really specific. Get decisive. What do you want finished? What outcome do you want? What are the results? All right. I have another question for you to consider, and it's about to-dos. And it's a bit of a 2 parter or two, but let's take one thing at a time. Part one, are your to-dos getting on your calendar? I used to be 100% guilty of this. So tell me if this sounds familiar. I would have a day of stuff on my Google calendar. It'd be meetings. There would be marketing sessions, there would be Zooms, and then I would have big-ass post-it full of stuff that I decided I also had to do that day. And at no point was there any acknowledgement of the fact that my day was largely spoken for. It's like the to-do list time existed in another universe. To-do list time And at some point, I was supposed to step into that universe and check all these boxes off and simultaneously do all the stuff on my calendar. So if you're doing this, I want you to know that's totally normal, but it's not a good system if you don't want to feel behind. Because what is a better way to feel behind than when you wake up and decide you have to do 50 hours of work in 24 hours? So remember when we talked about putting all of your day's stuff in one place Having one calendar that you reference for what you're supposed to be doing in a day, this counts. This has to count. This is another one of those things that I find specific ways that work for different clients to be sustainable and not make them feel like a scattered mess. So be willing to experiment, but have some time in your week where you look at your to-do list and you put those things on your calendar if you want them to get done. For some people, this ends up being like an hour chunk of time that's like to-do list time. And it doesn't have to be defined in advance. It just like is time that exists in the plan to check off some stuff from the list. That's fine. That's totally acceptable. But some people are essentially keeping entire project management plans on Post-its and they're turning them into to-dos in their mind and they are never putting actual workable time for those to-dos, which are huge projects, into their calendar. So this has got to stop. Okay, we've made it to the final question. Are you having so much fun yet? I hope this episode is, is inspiring you to think that, oh, I can actually make only one or two changes that will have monumental effects on my time and energy and mental chaos level. So that's my hope for you. Okay, final question. Are you a rollover tasker or repeat eventer or reminder ignorer? Okay, so let's break this down because, again, I have been all of these people and you might be one of them too, and we're not judging. We're just calling out what doesn't work super, superbly. So rollover taskers, you know who you are. You're putting something on your to-do list. And by something, I mean 17 things. And you know you're not going to do them all today because you didn't do them yesterday and you didn't do them the day before that but you're writing them down on today's list anyway, and you're going to get as far as you can, aka you're going to do three things because that's what real, what's realistic, and then you're going to roll them over to tomorrow. If you're doing this, immediately stop, I beg you. Nothing reinforces the mindset that you are a behind person not doing enough more than this behavior. You are waking up with the mindset that I have too much to do and I'm not going to do enough today. So we gotta cut that out. Same thing goes for the I- repeat events that you are ignoring on a daily basis on your calendar. And for me, I used to always do this. I would put aspirational yoga on my calendar. I'd be like repeat event, 5:30 a.m. I'm gonna do it. Every single day, I would ignore it because that's the person that I wanted to be at the time. Thought I should be, thought that seeing it there every day would help me be that person. But at some point you have to meet yourself where you are in reality. And if you are constantly ignoring a repeat event on your calendar or a reminder that's going off on your phone every day because you want to be the person who practices gratitude at noon every day, but oh, I'm doing something, so ignore, you are just reinforcing the mindset that you are behind person not doing enough. And we do not want to think of ourselves as behind people who are not doing enough anymore. No, it's 2024. I have, have I said this already? You've thought that thought enough. You have believed for long enough that you're behind and you're not where you're supposed to be and you're not doing enough and you're not doing it well enough. And I'm sick of it and you're sick of it. So let's cut it out. 2024 is the year that we put these beliefs down and we walk away from them with glee. So if you have any of the stuff going on, the rollover to do's, the repeat events that you're ignoring or the reminders you're ignoring, cut them out. Just delete them. Take it off your daily to-do list, delete those repeat events, delete the reminders. The truth is, this is always non-time sensitive stuff. It's always non-urgent stuff. If you had to do it, you couldn't put it off for six weeks or ignore it every single day. It's usually either hard or boring, or it's gonna make you confront some hard thoughts, feelings, or truths, or It's connected to a long-term goal or interest that, again, is not time-sensitive. So we got to interrupt the pattern of it being like a daily thing that you say, I should be the person who does this. And we have to think about it in a different way, all right? If it's a hard thing or a boring thing, it just needs a deadline. We just need to stop pretending every day we're going to feel like doing it. And we have to solidify the deadline That you're going to commit to you can put more life force into this stuff this hard boring stuff that you want to avoid every day when you make it non-negotiable and when you've established this pattern that it's okay to put it off till the next day every single day you're never going to wake up feeling like yep today's the day i feel great about this no it's still going to feel hard or boring and it's still going to feel okay to kick it down the road take it off your daily schedule put it on a day that you want to commit to and make it non-negotiable and then get accountability or make it easy somehow or promise yourself a reward or a treat for doing it. And accept that you might not feel like doing it because why would you ever feel like doing hard or boring stuff? I don't. If it's something that you keep ignoring or putting off because it's going to compel you to face some hard emotions or thoughts or truths, then we need to deal with that. You need to address that hard stuff so that the actual doing of the thing becomes easier. This is a lot of the stuff where my clients want to be writing every day or they want to exercise every day or get in touch with somebody who they're like, oh, yeah, I just need to text them back, but I keep not doing it. It sounds like a really easy, simple thing. Should be doable, but for some reason it's not. And in those cases, most of the time, there's some hard Thoughts. There's some tough emotions. There's some built-up beliefs, or there's just some hard truths that are not fun to look in the face. So these so-called doable should be easy or should feel good or should be good for us things are super easy to keep kicking down the road. We gotta address that hard stuff. So doing the thing is easier for you. And finally, if one of the things you feel behind on, I know for a lot of people this is the case, is Something that just matters to you. It's not going to get your bills paid. It's not going to get you prestige and acclaim in high society, but it's something that's meaningful to you that is in no way time sensitive. That's some stuff that we can really end up feeling behind on because it doesn't get on our calendar or it feels really easy to displace. So for that, I want you to think about protected time. I want you to think about putting time on your calendar that's outside of your other priorities that you declare non-negotiable. This is the time when I'm going to be in my garden or look into this hobby or work on my project, even though I have emails coming in for my real job. When you're doing that top-down scheduling that we talked about and you're doing your calendar setup that we talked about, you can have these ideas in mind of like, When do I need to put hard and boring stuff just like on the calendar? That's the deadline. When do I want to put protected time on the calendar for addressing completely non-urgent things but that are meaningful that I don't want to get to the end of this quarter and think there went another few months where I didn't do such and such? All right. If there are specific calendar chaos shenanigans that we did not cover in this series, I would love to know. The best way to do it is leave me a review. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you loved. Tell me what you got out of this, and tell me what you want to know next. You can also always reach out on Instagram at KP Coaching or on TikTok at The Decision Coach. I can't wait to hear what from this was helpful for you and what you try and how it goes. Tell me everything. I stand by what I said. The point of any of this is not to get things perfect so that you can look perfect and feel perfect. The point is that you get one life. This is your time and you want to feel more in charge of it. That's it. You want to be happy with how you're using most of your time. So I hope that these ideas about how you can think differently and how you can act differently help you take charge of your time and feel more powerful in your life. And don't forget, you never have to do any of this alone because this is exactly what I work with so many people on. And it doesn't have to be a hard lift. It can be a couple conversations. So check the show notes for how we can work together on that if you want to really fast track this and get organized and start loving how you're using your time. I can't wait to see you soon. Have a great week hey want to find out your decision style um obviously go take the decision style quiz it's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz we all have our style when it comes to making decisions but do you know how to use your default way of thinking to your advantage or do you mainly get stuck in the most annoying parts of overthinking and people pleasing the decision style quiz has your answers my friend take it right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz